Welcome to the preview of the Rocket Mortgage Classic on the PGA Tour. If you want to get right into the action, go ahead and hit that 15-second skip button a few times. Uh, got a few uh, housekeeping stuff to take care of, so no offense if you want to just get right into it. All right, so this is the first official episode of Mike's Money Picks. Uh, this is a golf episode. Um PGA Tour. You know, if you're looking to make DFS fantasy lineups, you're looking to make uh, outright betting, props, any of that, this information will help you out with that. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you like what you're hearing. If you want a few more detailed information, maybe a little bit more than what we're getting into here, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. Um, there is an article that is free that's just kind of the basics, fairly similar to what you'll get here. And then there is an article for patrons only if you are interested in that. All right, now let's get into it. All right, Rocket Mortgage Classic is taking place at Detroit Golf Club. It is a 7,370-yard par 72 course. Pretty standard by all accounts. Uh, and according to PGA.com, it is statistically the flattest golf course on the PGA Tour. Uh, like, no kidding, y'all. It's literally like a driving range out there with how flat it is. Um, like, it's crazy that this course is this flat. So it's going to be a lot of opportunities for players to go low, get plenty of birdies, because they're not really dealing with a lot of hazards off the tee. They're not dealing with a whole lot of undulation on the fairways or on the putting surfaces. So there's going to be birdies aplenty. And if you're not making birdies, you're not going to stand a chance at this tournament. So all of that should make it so no surprise as the type of winners that we've gotten here at Detroit Golf Club. Uh, in 2021, last year, we had Cam Davis winning in a playoff. Cam Davis, really long off the tee, really doesn't care about missing the fairway or hitting into the hazards. He's what I would describe as a bomber. Bryson DeChambeau won it here in 2020. The quintessential bomber. Hits it as far as anybody on the tour. Um, here's the difference, though. 2019, the inaugural running of the Rocket Mortgage Classic, you had Nate Lashley winning. Nate Lashley, not a bomber. Uh, Nate Lashley typically excels at shorter courses um, like Pebble, um, smaller green courses as well, like uh, Putacana. Um, so, you know, you're, what you're seeing is a different contrast in styles. You can win at Detroit Golf Club by being a bomber and hitting it as humanly far as you possibly can, um, or you can win it by just being super dialed in with your wedges and super dialed in with the putter. If you look at 2020, Bryson DeChambeau, a outstanding putting week for him when he won. Now, he's not always going to be a great putter. He's Bryson DeChambeau. But that specific week, he putted the lights out, and that allowed him to win. So if you're profiling a guy that is going to win this tournament, it's going to be somebody that piles on birdies. Nate Lashley won it at 25 under, which is insane for a four-day tournament. So you're going to have to make birdies. And the ways to do that you know, there's multiple ways to do it. You can do it by driving it as far as you possibly can and having wedges in. There's not really drivable greens at this course, but you know, if you've got a wedge in your hand, you're expecting to put it a lot closer than if you've got a nine iron or an eight iron. Um, or, you know, you could get these bombers like a Cam Davis that they don't have to take out driver every hole. You know, you can hit a three wood 280 and still be in outstanding position here at Detroit Golf Club. So, that's the type of golfer that's going to win this week. Now, let me talk to y'all about scheduling. Because if you watch the broadcast this week, you're going to hear it brought up all the time, which is 
we are right before the start of the FedEx Cup playoffs. So every golfer that is outside the top 125 in the FedEx Cup standings has added incentive to perform well this week and to perform well next week at Wyndham to try to get themselves in those FedEx Cup playoffs. That's how these guys make a lot of money. So before you submit your lineups, if you want to check and see, you know, where your guys are at on the standings, I highly recommend that because you know, whether the added pressure might be a good thing, might be a bad thing, who knows? But you've got guys that want to play their way into those playoffs this week. So it's super important that they play well this week. All right. Now, if I were to compare this course to other courses out there, this is a Donald Ross designed course. Donald Ross also designed Sedgefield, which we'll see next week at the Wyndham. He also designed Eastlake, which we'll see here in a few weeks at the Tour Championship. This course, not like those two. Now, there's a lot of similar principles. You know, there's a lot of stuff that Ross does in all of his designs, obviously, but there's nowhere near the undulation in the fairways or on the greens that uh, we have here at Detroit Golf Club. It's much flatter. Now, I have two little off-the-wall comparisons. Um, the one that I really like is Kapalua. Um, you know, Cam Smith got to 36 under at Kapalua by just sticking the ball really close and making everything under 10 feet. Kind of a similar proposition to what you're going to see this week if somebody wants to go low. Um, the other two, one, like I said, outside the box, Scottsdale, um, home of the Waste Management Open. Not much hazards off the tee. Um, so, you know, you can be a little wild and free with the driver and still not get yourself into too much trouble. Uh, and then the other one is St. Andrews. Yes, I'm comparing a course on the coast of Scotland to a course in Detroit, Michigan. I know it sounds weird. St. Andrews, very flat. Um, you know, no, obviously there's a lot of undulation humps and hills in the fairway, but there's not a whole lot of elevation changes throughout the course. There's not any hazards off the tee. You're not looking at water holes. You're not looking at holes where you can just slice it into oblivion. Like obviously, you know, they got the fescue at St. Andrews. There are trees here at Detroit golf club. You could find yourself in some tree trouble, but for the most part, you're not going to be bleeding an excessive amount of strokes. If you miss here, kind of like at St. Andrews. And if you look at how Cam Smith won at St. Andrews, he won it by making putts. You know, Rory McIlroy, outstanding week at St. Andrews, outstanding golfer, but he didn't make enough putts to win that tournament. Very similar proposition here. Like I said earlier, you got to make putts. All right, so that's it for Detroit Golf Club. Let's get into the golfer profiles. At the top of the board this week, we've got Patrick Cantlay, who is really starting to heat up. You know, he did this this time last year where at the end of the season, started the FedEx Cup playoffs, he started playing some really good golf. I think that's a possibility again this year. Uh, I think he's played well at similar style venues. He plays well at birdie fests. Um, you can see at the American Express, the Travelers, um, he can make birdies in bunches. So I actually, I really do like Patrick Cantlay this week. Uh, you know, if you look at all of his metrics, he gains a lot of strokes on approach. He gains a lot of strokes putting. So I think this is the type of week where he could get hot and go really low. All right, second, Tony Finau, top 10 Tony. Um, so I think that people are going to be off of Tony Finau this week because he won last week. Uh, you know, it's been a few years on the PGA Tour since somebody won in back-to-back -back weeks, and I think that sentiment will keep people away from him. I'm not going to stay away from him. Who says he can't go back-to-back? -back? Um, he's playing some of the best golf of his career. Uh, according to the rickrungood.com database, who compiles all of the strokes gained on the PGA Tour, um, a lot of good stuff on that website, one key statistic that I saw 
is that Tony Finau is number one in the field in strokes gained total over his last 24 rounds. So what does that mean? That means that over everybody's last 24 rounds of golf, Tony Finau has been the best golfer in this field. So I'm absolutely going back to him. In daily fantasy sports, you don't need him to win the tournament to pay off his value. If he can just be top 10 Tony, then that's totally okay with me. Third on the board, Will Zalatoris. So Will Zalatoris, if you have not seen some of the broadcasts where he's been playing, where they talk about this, he plays what's called decade golf, which is a system that is designed to, they pick out spots of the golf course that they're going to hit the ball to, that they think they can score better if they're in those spots. And the only way it really works is if you're really long and really accurate. And that's Will's profile. Um, you look at courses like Torrey Pines, courses like U.S. Open venues, PGA Championship venues. Will Zalatoris has been outstanding at those because he's really long, he's really straight, and he can get to the right spots. He's really good with long irons in his hand. Um, so if you want to go to Will Zalatoris this week, he has all that going for him. Now, here's where I, I'm kind of iffy on Zalatoris this week. He's not a great putter. Uh, if you just watch him, he doesn't look like he has a whole lot of confidence with a putter in his hand. And he doesn't really make a whole lot of close putts. Uh, in his career, he has not been very successful at birdie fest tournaments like this. You know, he missed the cut at the Byron Nelson earlier in the year in a very similar birdie fest environment. So I totally understand if you trust Zalatoris' talent, his win is coming for sure, but I just don't trust his putting this week to get him those low numbers that he's going to need. After Zalatoris, we've got Cam Young. So Cam Young is just a beautiful fit for this course. Uh, he's very similar profile to Bryson DeChambeau, which, you know, he's not as beefy as Bryson. He's not as outlandish with some of his takes as Bryson, but he hits the ball pretty much as far as Bryson. He's second on the PGA Tour in strokes gained off the tee. Uh, and if, you know, you heard my comp earlier, St. Andrews, guess who was runner up at that British Open? It was Cameron Young. He was driving the ball incredibly well. He was putting himself in position to knock down putts, and he did knock down those putts. Now, the only cause of concern for Cameron Young, if you're sitting there thinking, dang, he really had a stretch in between the PGA and the British Open where he did not play well. That's accurate. But I think he got his groove going at St. Andrews. I think that the similarity in courses will play to his favor. I am all over Cam Young this week. Much like Zalatoris, his first win is coming. I don't know when it'll be, but it would not shock me if this is this week. I am all over Cameron Young. I'm playing him this week in my DFS lineups. All right, skipping a few down. Let's go to Cam Davis. Cam Davis is the defending champ. Um, you know, all of the psychological good vibes that come with being a defending champ somewhere are going to play into effect for Cam Champ, or I'm sorry, Cam Davis this week. My bad. So Cam Davis, very good profile for the course, which is weird because he actually missed the cut twice at this event before winning it last year. Here's why it would not shock me if he won again this year, though. Like I said, great profile for the course. Second, he's heating up. If you look at all of his finishes, everything is trending in the right direction. And it's kind of similar to what he did last year. And guess what he did here last year? He won the tournament. Would not shock me if Cam Davis went back to back. And I really like the price on Cam Davis. All right, next on the board, Adam Scott. So this is very odd because Adam Scott, if you look at his schedule, he pretty much only plays in majors, 
or tournaments like the Memorial or the Waste Management where it's super strong fields. Yet here he is here at Detroit Golf Club. So if you want to go by my St. Andrews comparison, played really well at St. Andrews. He has been really good in tough fields so far this season. Hasn't really pulled out a win, but it would not shock me on Sunday to see Adam Scott's name in contention. I have no problem deploying him in your DFS lineups. Here's the only thing I'm concerned about with Adam Scott. Does this tournament mean anything to him? Like, you know, obviously you've got incentive to play in the majors. You've got incentive to play in the big tournaments. I don't want a guy that's just going to show up, play for two days, mail it in, and go back home. Like, that's not what I'm looking for this week. So if you trust Adam Scott's ability, go for it. If you have any doubts on the psychological side of it, I would, I would stay away. Dropping down a little bit further on the board, I'm going to talk about some specific guys that I like for this week. Uh, first up, very quick note, Sahith Thagala and Davis Riley. Uh, I think that you're going to see people staying away from the two of them because of their missed cuts last week. Um, both of them, like Cameron Young, have the potential to be a rookie of the year on the PGA Tour. Their first wins are coming, and it would not shock me if they were this week. In the case of Sahith, uh, he played really well at Phoenix, who you know where that course I think is a very good comp to Detroit Golf Club. Uh, he also played really well at St. Andrews. Very good comp to this golf club. He's got a lot of ability. He can get wild off the tee, but that doesn't hurt him here in Detroit. In the case of Davis Riley, we've seen him play well at Birdie Fest. He can make birdies. He can knock down putts. It wouldn't shock me to see either of the two of them in contention on Sunday. Webb Simpson. It's Webb time, y'all. He does this every year, and people forget about it. You're not going to forget about it. I'm not going to forget about it. He plays really well in July and August in Donald Ross season. He plays really well in Donald Ross courses. He plays so well at the Wyndham that he named his kid Wyndham. That's a fact. All right. Donald Ross, same designer of Sedgefield, Wyndham, and this week, Detroit Golf Club, Rocket Mortgage Classic. I think Webb Simpson is severely underpriced on DraftKings because of that. I think on FanDuel, he's a little expensive for my taste. FanDuel did not forget about his success this time of year. DraftKings did. Uh, would have no issues deploying him on either site for your lineups this week. All right, let's talk about J.H. Kim, a.k.a. Tom Kim. If you're playing Tom Kim, it's because of his recent form. Uh, quite frankly, he's gotten this special membership on the PGA Tour. He's got to keep playing well to keep it. And he has played really well in Scotland, played really well at the Open, played fairly well last week at the 3M. I trust his ability. If you watch him play golf, he has the natural ability. He's just a smooth, natural golfer. Um, would not shock me to see him winning this tournament. All right. Now, let's talk about a few course horses. All right. These are guys that have played really well here at this course in its history, which is only three years, but it still counts for something. Kevin Kisner. 8th, 3rd, and 46th. Very good results. Fits the profile of somebody who can knock it close and knock down putts. Maverick McNeely, 21st and 8th. I think people are going to stay away from Maverick McNeely because of how he ended the 3M Open. He ended his tournament with a quadruple bogey. And I think people would feel a lot differently about him if they were looking at a T24 for his last event as opposed to a T48 or whatever it ended up being. Um, his success at this course is real. He's great at small green courses where he can stick it close and knock in putts, and I think he does that this week. Cameron Tringale, similar profile to Maverick McNeely, excels on shorter tracks, smaller greens. 14th, 30th, and 5th in the three years at this event. Ricky Fowler, Mr. Rocket Mortgage. 
He's in all the advertisements. He's like contractually obligated to play here. And he spends the whole week here when he does. He has three top 40s at this event. Mackenzie Hughes, who I don't really think fits the profile for somebody who is you know, a good fit for this course. Mackenzie Hughes is a short game specialist, but he's came in 14th and 21st in two tries here. Uh, I kind of like that result trend. I think he's at a good price on DraftKings and FanDuel. Troy Merritt was a runner-up last year, lost in a playoff to Cam Davis, um, finished eighth a year before. So clearly he's got some good vibes here at Detroit Golf Club. He's somebody that hits the ball a mile. So uh, he's another guy that I could see deploying in my lineups this week. All right, now let's talk some values. Nick Hardy, seven straight made cuts. Nick Hardy is coming up from the Corn Ferry Tour. This is a very similar setup to a Corn Ferry setup. If you look at a weekly leaderboard for the Corn Ferry Tour, those guys are playing at courses where they have to make birdies to win. So guess what? This is a week where you're going to have to make birdies to win. That setup, I think, plays in Nick Hardy's hands because he's done it, because he's good at it. Next up, we got Doug Gim. Uh, Doug Gim just came off a very good finish at the 3M Open. He has three top 18s in his last six. We know he can make birdies. Uh, I can totally see him doing well this week. Callum Taron, two top sevens in his last four. Uh, Hank Lebiota, a little further down the board. This is about the same time of year he started heating up last season. Uh, he's a lefty, which, you know, could be for better or for worse at this course. Don't really know for sure. But, you know, following the trends, I think this is another time where he can start heating up a little bit. A little further down the board, we've got Michael Gligic. Five straight top 40 finishes. That is nothing to sneeze at. Top 40s on the PGA Tour are not easy to come by. Then we got James Hahn, uh, who is... Over the course of his career, a little bit of hot and cold. He's got three straight top 27s. Uh, looks like he's heating up right now. Played very well at the 3M last week. This is a similar setup to TPC Scottsdale and um, Phoenix, where he very nearly won uh, in 2020. Won when Brooks Kepka was the winner. All right, a few more. Let's talk about just some course fits now. So this is a group of golfers that are just straight up mad bombers. Guys who hit it really far off the tee uh, and, you know, going by what we talked about earlier, this is the type that could succeed here at Detroit Golf Club. Cam Champ, coming off a very deceptive finish at the 3M Open. He hit like three balls into the water on Thursday. Looked like he was out of the tournament, grinded back on Friday, made the cut, and then posted 67-67 over the weekend to come in T16. Totally all in on Cam Champ this week. Uh, I think he started to find something over the weekend at 3M. Good profile for the course. I like it. Another bomber. Uh, let's talk about Wyndham Clark, one of the longest hitters on the PGA Tour. We have seen him go low in birdie fests at Punta Cana and Canada. Uh, could totally see this week setting up well for him. Luke List is another one. Uh, coming off of back-to-back missed cuts, though, I don't know how enthusiastic I am about Luke List, but he hits the ball very far. Dylan Fratelli, another one that hits the ball very far. Missed the cut at the 3M, which was a little disappointing considering he made the cut at the Open. Played pretty well at the John Deere as well. Um, I don't know if I'm all in on Dylan Fratelli, but again, he's another one of these bombers that sets up well for this course. All right, last golfers we're going to talk about. Uh, These are the feel-good stories. These are two guys that are minimum priced on FanDuel and DraftKings that, you know, if you need to throw somebody in your lineup, this is somebody that's good to root for. Uh, First up is Morgan Hoffman. 
Morgan Hoffman, diagnosed with muscular dystrophy, muscular, muscular dystrophy, um, and has not played a whole lot of rounds on the PGA Tour since then. He was like in Costa Rica, just like living off the land for a few years. He's come back. He's made two straight cuts heading into this one. Uh, could totally see him making the cut. I don't know if he has winning upside, but definitely somebody that's going to be good to root for. You know, just battling back to the PGA Tour, battling back to where he was before uh, the disease took away a little bit of his career. Another one is Wyatt Worthington Third. So there is the John Shippett Tournament that is held in Detroit. Um, I don't know if it's at Detroit Golf Club, but I do know it's in Detroit. It's basically highlighting black golfers. And, you know, it's an all-black field and the winner gets a spot into this tournament. The guy that did this last year, I believe his name was Willie Mack, uh, actually made the cut, hung around on the weekend for a little bit, had a bad Sunday. But, you know, if you're playing a guy minimum priced, making the cut is actually a pretty good result. So Wyatt Worthington was the winner of that tournament this week. Um, could totally see him making the cut and hanging around on the weekend. Be, you know, somebody fun to root for. Um, just a little bit of a different story, different look for most PGA Tour golfers. All right, so there you have it, folks. That is a preview of a lot of different golfers that are teeing it up this week in Detroit. Um, again, if you want more analysis, go to the Patreon. We're going to have a free article. We're going to have an article for patrons only. The patrons only article, I'm going to disclose my lineup for this week from FanDuel and DraftKings, as well as give my one and done pick for the week. So make sure you tune in for that. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, until then, see you guys next time.